Creative Brain Candy by Creators for Creators. Welcome to Bad Gamers Anonymous, a weekly gaming podcast by gamers and for gamers. Retro games, news, reviews, and generally bad opinions brought to you by your hosts, Caden, Austin, and Kat. Welcome back to Bad Gamers Anonymous. This is episode 113. I'm your host, Kat, and I'm back. And with me, as they always are, Caden, Austin. How's it going, guys? Good. I'm doing well. It's been really hot where I live, so I'm glad to be in air conditioning. Oh, yeah? How hot? Uh, pretty hot. It, uh, it's mainly the humidity that's getting to me. Gross. Yeah, it's not fun. I hate being sweaty. It's better than freezing where it's still snowing. No, it's I'm not. perfectly fine with freezing and snow. So am I. I yeah. It's terrible. Or the earthquakes. I mean, that kind of is a bummer, too. Earthquakes. Oh, yeah. Idaho's like a hot plate for activity. And like there was one major highway that like it takes 15 hours to go around. Basically, there were, were just mountain passes. So if you have a roadblock or an earthquake, guess what, buddy? <laughs> You're looking at another day of driving. Oh, gosh, that sucked. Sucks to be you. So what have you guys been playing? Um, Obviously, I've been playing the game that we're reviewing this week. I've also been playing... uh. A good amount of League of Legends with some friends. Uh, it's kind of what I have a little friend group that just kind of regularly plays it, and I'll kind of join in with them on occasion. <laughs> you don't have friends. Well, so uh, this will be my last uh, episode on BGA. It was nice getting in. Oh, uh, that's, <laughs> that's what gets you no. to quit? Wait, no. His best friend is Wilson. Wilson! Wilson! Yeah. And I've also uh, played a little bit, a small amount of Ghost of Tsushima. It released uh, a couple of days ago. Uh, I didn't get to play it till yesterday because uh, I just, I was busy. With all your friends? Out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had family in town. Thank you very much. Mm, okay. My Aunt Sally's my best friend. We do hand stitching. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness what have y'all been playing uh well other than like the game that we have been reviewing we've kind of gotten back into a jurassic park game that was released a couple years ago do you remember that it was the when we design your own park kind of got back into that and played with hybrid dinos hybrid dinos yeah, it's like a I DLC wanna extension. Say, I vaguely remember like a create your own park Jurassic Park Jurassic game, Park Evolution. That's what it is called. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, Do you get to know. play with baby dinosaurs? What are they called? Uh, Dino cubs? Um, yes, because <laughs> then you actually get to watch them grow and then feast upon each other and then they grow into big like kind of daddy dinosaurs and Yeah, it sounds like parenthood, not fun. I'm not going to 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, other than the game that we've been playing uh, this week, uh, all I've really been playing is a little bit of Minecraft with my kids. Oh. Yeah, nothing too exciting. Yeah. Although that was actually better than <clears throat> than the game that we were reviewing. Oh, it wasn't that bad. Yes, it was. Okay, and it was. It was bad. bad in different ways. Than no, was, the way everything else is bad. In it, multiple it was, it was ways. Bad, bad. Yes, pretty Mul- bad. Yeah, it was, it was bad. But it's before okay. we can be get into all that stuff, no, Caden, you're wrong. Uh, <laughs> time to pimp another podcast. So it's actually a YouTube video, YouTube channel uh, by James, who does Simply Stogies, and Tim, who does Eyes Forward March. Uh, they welcome the brand new cigar reviewer for Simply Stogies, David Howell. They discuss David's cigar journey, his approach to reviews, Cuban cigars, and of course, coffee. So go give it a listen or a watch or both. Both. Yeah, I think you, I think in most cases, you usually watch YouTube videos as well as listen. I'm sure there are some that you can just watch or just listen to. But... Is that how YouTube works? Yeah, I think so. Hmm. Speaking of watching, because I'm, I'm bringing back that segue because apparently you guys didn't... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> didn't use wah. it last week. Wah, wah. Was no, really we didn't. Oh, yeah. How was, how was the Canadian ritual? Sticky. Moosey. Yeah. A lot of maple syrup. Yeah. Yeah. How much maple syrup do you guys use? Uh, per person? Well, yeah. Seven, seven gallons, roughly. So you were okay. not too okay. far off. So it was close. Yeah. For Canada, where we use all sorts of maple syrup on our mooses. No, we put it on ourselves, and then it soaks into our skin, and that's why we're so sweet. <laughs> also, the plural for that's moose terrible. is moose. <laughs> it's meats. It, no, no, it's not. In that my mind, it's meats. It. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Your mind is wrong. Your mind is wrong. But speaking of stuff being wrong. No, 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 no. No, my segue was way better. Speaking <laughs> of videos. Wrong. <laughs> I, I have to agree with Kate, and it's very wrong. Oh, it's not that shut wrong. Shut up. So, have you guys ever heard of uh, this thing called The Witcher? Uh, yes. I'm yes. a huge fan of it. The TV mm-hmm. show was great. Can't wait mm-hmm. for season two. So, you know the actor that plays Geralt? Henry Cavill, also known as Superman. Also mm-hmm. known as, he's chill. He's cool. He's, uh, he's a looker. Anyways, he <laughs> put something <laughs> online, a video, with this seductive like music in the background watching, so you can watch him build his computer. And I already know that Caitlin has some issues with the way that he built his computer. Oh, come on. He's still human. He's going to make I mistakes. Okay. I don't have that many issues. Um, I have, I'm a lot less critical on those who, you know, like, uh, he, him and, um, oh, what's his head? I just watched a video on him getting like a super decked out PC from a tech YouTuber watch. Um, Terry Crews, him and Terry Crews are both like PC gamers. And, but, you know, there's about as far from the tech field as you can usually get. Uh, so, I mean, this is just kind of a hobby for them. So I have a lot less of a critical eye. I'm a lot less cynical towards those people because this isn't their bread and butter. This is just kind of what they do. This is like if I were to try and take up, you know, uh, woodworking, you know, it's just, I'm not making a career of it. This isn't my trade. I'm just kind of, this is a hobbyist thing for me. So you're bound to make mistakes. You're not going to do everything perfect. I don't expect it. 
Now, if uh, a big tech YouTuber or someone who's been in the field 25 years and has toned themselves around, or maybe a particular um, blog site or uh, tech website that shall not be named, uh, whose parent company is, uh, was it the Vox or Vox Studios? Vox, Vox Media, I want to say know. it was. Um, and is toning themselves around as we know what, you're, what we're doing, but makes a PC guide that's absolutely awful then yeah, I'm going to tear that to shreds. But this, nah. I mean, I was definitely making fun of him for putting the water block on upside down, but... <laughs> hey, 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 hey. That's, yeah, that's actually is, pretty so. funny. <laughs> the, the, the thing he put on the processor that he eventually showed, like the numbers were, were upside down and he had to go and rearrange, that's the water block. Okay, that's really not what I was staring at the whole time, so... Uh-huh, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> so I had this idea of how to make it better. And it, it, it's great marketing for him. So he gets all dressed up in his Geralt costume. Shirt off, of course, because that adds to the allure. Just listen. Listen. It's a great idea. And he has all these computer pieces. And being Geralt, he has no idea what to do with them, obviously. But he gets Ikea-like instructions. And he has to put the computer together with the Ikea-like instructions. And then he gets mad. But he gets mad in his Geralt way. And it's just great. Okay. That's awesome. Watch that. Yeah, hundred times over. <laughs> yeah, that that'd be awesome. I'd be down. I would be especially, down too. Yeah, especially because he can say his uh, catchphrase that we sadly can't say on this podcast, but everyone who's watched the series knows it. Yeah, great show. Oh, and in the so, background, instead of the music he played for this one, he could play "Toss the Coin to Your Witcher" in the background. Oh, Dope. yeah, so good. <laughs> that'd be pretty good. <laughs> so. Uh, Henry Cavill's marketing team, or whatever you call it. Or just, hey, Hen- Henry Cavill, if you're yeah, listening to you this. you too. Hit me up. I got <laughs> ideas for you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, goodness. But speaking of PC gaming, so Metacritic, <laughs> uh, which is a popular site for video game reviews. Uh, it's actually one of the go-to sites, similar to Rotten Tomatoes in that sense. Um, it's implementing... A 36-hour waiting period before you can uh, before users are allowed to post reviews on video games. So it's very common uh, that games will get review bombed, which is just having a boatload of typically false reviews uh, thrown at a game uh, that either will increase the rating to something it doesn't deserve, or decrease it, or on very rare occasions will have no effect. Uh, Metacritic has uh, been dealing with this and there have been a couple games like um, an indie game no- known as Kunai that got hit with a re- review bomb uh, and so they are I- implementing a waiting period uh, to keep people from you know review, review bombing it too early so uh, if you try and do it before the 36, that 36 hour period is up it'll tell you to uh, please play the game first, or please spend some time playing the game uh, in a short little pop-up message. And while it still makes it vulnerable to review bombing, because sadly, we don't at the moment have a perfectly reliable way to filter you know, the fraudulent reviews from the true reviews, uh, it is a step in the right direction. Um, I know there have been some games that uh, have suffered, there have been several games that have suffered from this on Steam, um, I wonder if the one that we're reviewing is one of them. 
Nah. I hope not. Because, again, this I don't think this game is that bad. Uh, well, you're a very time. hopeful person, Caden. I, like I said, I'm not as critical for people who are just starting up or don't do this for a living. <laughs> yeah, so that's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> that's terrible. Just terrible. Which part? Uh, most of it. Oh, so you were really Wait, way to specify. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just enjoying the time. What did you find in the news, Austin? Well, honestly, I found a new video game that's going to be coming out because uh, if anybody, which, you know, I am one of those people, love horror games. It's this new video game called Under, and it's set on a sinking ship. Now, I saw the trailer and, you know, with really nice headset, it's like, it scares the bejeebus out of me, right? It has like this, it looks like Titanic, basically. And, you know, it has a a lot of good scares. And apparently, you know, it's stalking you as uh, Alexander, who's, you know, basically a traumatized World War I veteran. And he tries to escape a sinking ocean liner. And there's some sort of creature that stalks you as well. So you have to escape him as like at the same time, as well as escape the sinking ship. The gameplay is pretty impeccative, right? It's it's pretty, pretty scary. I think I would like to give it a try. It's supposed to release later uh, this year in 2020. Uh, so I'm going to be keeping an eye on that. And you can see that link as well uh, on our Discord and our website. So you should be able to check that out as well. I won't be playing. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Horror games are kind of hit or miss for me. Uh, several of the horror games I've played in the past, there's only a couple that I've have been really good, but it's just they've been the genre that's hit with me because most of the ones I've played have been survival horror, which I can't stand because I don't. I just don't like the gameplay. I'm not that good at it. Uh, I'm. I hate having to you know, trying to play the game and then running out of an essential resource and basically being screwed. Um, and just, I've also played a lot of really bad horror games, so it's, eh. Well, give it a genre. look at then. There's a whole trailer for it, and if you don't want to play, you don't have to. But I'm letting you know, I, I'm going to be keeping an eye on this bad boy because I, I appreciate people who try to do a good horror, and I want to see where it goes. Man, it looks pretty pretty spookish. Good audio. But you apparently don't appreciate people who try and do a good narrative game. Yeah, you know, it just it just doesn't match. No, it just doesn't it doesn't go together. It's like trying to mix mayo with like peanut butter and jelly. Just doesn't what? go well. What? That's not, that that has nothing to do with what I just said. Maybe, maybe. You said, not. You said I appreciate a good horror game. Correct? And or am I uh That's what I heard. And so I said, but you don't appreciate someone who's trying to make a good narrative game or narrative focused game. Yeah. And then you said those don't mix. Yeah. <laughs> narrative horrors. Well, no, I'm not, I'm not saying mix the two. I'm just saying, never mind. <laughs> okay. That's what I thought you were saying. I thought you were saying mix the two. And I'm like, that's weird. No. <laughs> I, I said, you don't appreciate someone who's trying to make a good narrative focused game. I'm saying you don't appreciate the person who tried to make this game. Uh, I don't. Game reviewing. No, this this game that we're reviewing, no, it's it's absolutely horrid. Which speaking of, 
this week we are uh, reviewing a game by Blood Bad Blood Studios uh, called Old Gods Rising. It was released here recently, uh, May 20 of 2020, to be specific. It was both developed and published by Bad Blood Studios. Uh, the platforms are on Windows PC, and it's a first-person adventure mystery. Um, it's Windows PC, but it's also on Macintosh. Oh, okay. There you go. Oh, cool. Yeah, for you, for you Mac people, I don't know why you're gaming on a Mac. Get a Windows PC. Uh, but for <laughs> yeah. those of you who refuse to switch to convert to the good side, you can play this too. Um, so, in, I mean, in short, you play as a as a gentleman named Thomas Winston, who is a disgraced history professor that has been contacted by a film director named Maz Kafer to act as a consultant on his new movie, Old Gods Rising. You are brought to the set of the movie, which is being filmed at Ashgate University. Uh, and as you explore, you discover some strange things that are going on. Crew missing, uh, weird symbols and stones that shouldn't be there, uh, strange noises and ruins, you know, so on and so forth. So, although it sounds good, it's not. Okay. It's very misleading. So, I, I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and get my bias out of the way before you guys start asking why I'm giving this a free pass rather than something like Amazon. So I'm, I'm sure Austin's coming up with that. So I, I did a little bit digging into the studio. So it, it seems like, so I figured this was an indie, uh, indie developer. So studio, well, Bad Blood Studios is a small independent game developer. Uh, that's actually based out of um, Alberta, Canada, funny enough. Yeah. <laughs> Now I can find him and slap him. Well, and so fun fact, with the exception of the voice acting, which I thought was very well done, and the music, which I also felt was pretty well done, uh, both those were done professionally, with the exception of those two. He did everything else. He did the art, uh, the artwork, so everything you see there is his, or uh, at least from the way he's uh, saying on his website, which I assume he either made it or bought the assets and then put them together in a way that made sense. Um, he coded it all himself. He wrote it all himself. He designed it himself. So, first of all, it's, you know, and he's only, yeah, he, he, he only, he made, he founded the studio, sorry, I can't talk today, in 2018. Uh, and I think he had some game development uh, background in the past. but So he's just starting up. This is a standalone project. This is him and him only, with the exception of the people he got to professionally make the music and voice acting, because he realized those were important, and he couldn't do it himself. Does it say how long he worked on the game for? Uh, yeah, I think, I want to say he worked on it probably for two years since he started up the company. By himself? Like, yes. okay, when you put out that information... My only thing is, is what? Why didn't he consult somebody? Why didn't he? Because he why didn't he get money? a Thomas Winston? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, be, because he doesn't have the money. Keep in mind, can, getting people to come in and do stuff for you costs a lot. Getting professional voice acting and professional music probably took up a decent chunk of his budget. And keep in mind, he just started up a studio, which also probably costed plenty of money. I don't know what the regulations and whatnot are in Canada and how many what licenses you need, what not to start the business there. Couldn't tell you. Startup cost is up there. <laughs> but and I figure it's probably not cheap. 
So couldn't tell I mean, you. Yeah. I mean, I'm not trying to discredit him for all the hard work that he put into it and the fact that he coded it himself and did all the graphics and stuff himself. It's, right. There's so many little flaws. Like there's so much work and thought put into certain aspects of this game, but not into the aspects that are important in a game. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, so although, although I don't like the game, I still give him credit for doing this by himself. But I, he yeah, should have I, consulted somebody. He should have not even had that something he, in place. That's that's just me though. That's just because it's one thing if you do it by yourself. You're trying to save costs, but it's another thing if you want it to be successful. So that's he, what he's trying to. So do you, that's what he's trying to do. Do you not know how startups work? <laughs> like. Okay, but he so, should have consulted with somebody. What like I'm saying is he yourself. probably... Dude, he probably couldn't. Like I said, he's uh, a single... This is a guy in a garage store deal. This is a... I'm using the last bit of savings I have to try and make to try and make this work. If it doesn't, I better figure out something quick. Like, I'm imagining this is probably, like, the one work he's trying to do to launch himself. You know, at least make... At least make his costs back and then a little bit more so that maybe he can start up another project and get better. Because that's the thing, is that with this being his first game in his new studio, because again, I don't know the exact history of, of this guy prior, so I don't know how much experience he has beforehand. But I'll imagine it's much. Um, it's a one guy doing almost the entire game, if not the entire game, if you leave out the voice acting and music which is a lot on its own. Because usually you have separate teams. You have a team for, of writers to write the script. You have a team of designers to make sure the game designs well. You got a team of programmers uh, to make sure the game's code well to get rid of all the bugs. You got an art team to uh, make the map. And then you, you usually have those guys working together to make sure everything's cohesive. And then you usually you know, run it through um, a, pro, uh, a peer review process to make sure that everything works well. You don't need to change it. Then you know there's a lot of stuff that goes into this, and that's why I'm that's why I'm gonna be a lot more lenient than I would with say Amazon, because I don't imagine this guy has a lot of money to. This know, was still better than Crucible. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. I, oh <laughs> yeah. yeah. I would. I would. I would much rather pay pay twenty bucks for this than Crucible. Agreed. Like if if if, the, if you slapped a twenty dollar price tag on Crucible and said you're paying twenty bucks for this, I would much rather pay 20 bucks for this game that I finished in literally two and a half hours than Crucible. And with this being his first game, I'm going to kind of excuse some of the some of the flaws. I'm going to excuse the fact that when the objective arrow pops up, you can kind of see it stutter because it's it's not quite smooth in the transition as you're walking. Oh God, that's such a terror. Like, don't like don't get me wrong. Like, it's one thing if you're if you know, hey, you need to solve this, like try to find what's in the room. But the objective button was just flawed to me. So flawed. Uh, especially especially if you're trying bad. to find a place that's nearby and it's like, oh, guess what? You have to go around now because I took you the wrong way. And it's like, duh, no, it's it frustrating. Points, it points towards the objective and you figure out the path towards the objective. It's not going to hold your hand. So it was, storyline. Let's cover that first. The storyline okay. itself was definitely not what I was expecting based on the trailer. Same. I didn't um, expect you to be a consultant on a movie. Like, the storyline never mentioned that in the trailer. At all. Which, I mean, yeah. it's kind of a big thing. I mean, not that I'm complaining or anything, because the storyline itself, 
Although, I, again, not what I was expecting. It didn't suck. Yeah, no. I, I, I kind of liked it. I, I do think that the twist ending that they went for, that he went for at the end, I, I thought that was kind of dumb. Um, I agree. And maybe... I feel I like know. he got to a point where he was like, hey, I just need to end this. And then he picked something that just ended it. Maybe. Oh, it was so bad. Like, Are we are we going to say spoiler about the ending or just not mention it? Um, I mean, you can beat it in three hours. I, I think when you say spoiler, it's more like, hey, so when you beat it today. <laughs> you know what's really funny is when I was playing it, I played uh, for like two hours. Oh, yeah. Well, one night. <laughs> and then I stopped because it was getting spooky and I don't like jump scares. And right. then I started playing the next day when it was light out and I ended right before a jump scare. And then 10 minutes later, it was done. I'm like, oh, my God. Because <laughs> yeah. there's only like one real jump scare. There was a couple of times that I kind of went, oh, I was expecting that. OK, but like there was there's one part towards the end where you actually get hit with the jump scare. And I'll be honest, it kind of made me jump. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it made me jump, too. Uh, but no, so I, I won't go into the entire specifics of the story, just for those who want to play it themselves, because I do think that the storyline up until the, the twist ending that I think was unneeded. Uh, I, I, cliche I think was, twist ending. It was a cliche twist ending. Yeah. So, well, because like, so not only do you have like this 10 minutes or they just snooze epilogue about, oh, yes, this is how we did it and why we did it and the history that all could have been explained, you know, throughout the game, but we're going to shove it in here. Um, yeah. You have this. Okay, I, I I guess I will spoil one thing. There's a character you meet early on that you least expect to be part of this group that ends you know up being part of the group. I'm just going to put spoiler into the notes so then that way we can talk about it. Because <laughs> okay. I mean, there's not enough content okay. for us to talk about as is. Okay, so the spoiler alert for for those who are listening. Uh, if, if our editor is listening, he and he wants to, he could put a big, you know, alert sound effect or whatever. Um, we're, we're spoiling major plot points. I already pseudo did it, but kept it vague enough to where I'm sure you can major play plot it. points. You mean the only, <laughs> the only plot point? Yeah, <laughs> still and, major. And still doesn't change the definition right. of major. Oh right. God. Um. So if you want to, you know, if you want to play it yourself before you listen to this, stop it. Go play it. Um, maybe get while it's on sale, maybe trick a friend into buying it, win a bet with a friend. <laughs> trick to buy a friend. It. That's one heck of a um, way to convince people to buy this game, Caden. Uh, <laughs> I mean, well, for those who don't want to spend 20 bucks this game, because you will honestly beat it in two and a half, three hours if you're taking your time and trying to like look through every nook and cranny like I did. I think if you were just trying to streamline through it, you could probably beat it in an hour and a half, two hours. Probably. So, you've been warned. Spoiler alert. So, your wife ends up who you is it wife? A, yes, it's your girlfriend. wife. You're, no, no. Uh, he says partner. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's it's his wife. Oh, partner. see, I thought partner like business. No, yeah, well, you know, well, like that. Well, no, I could see that, like a science partner, right? Like, hey, you know, we've been studying together for like years. Well, no, because remember in the beginning they're living in the same exact house, and they seem to be on very familiar terms. Hey, hey, hey. I guess. Anyways, his partner in some fashion. Yeah, his his partner, be it girlfriend, wife, or very, very friendly business partner, uh, who at, at this point had zero, zero tells of being, you know, shady or involved in this. Um, well, so, 
Well, and I'll, I'll get to that in a second. You know, somehow is part of this cult and it's been here setting you up the entire time. And here's my issue with it. A, he's been calling her on a payphone this entire time, which means he's been calling her from herself. If she has been at Ashcraft University the entire time, which, keep in mind, the cell signal has been dead there the entire time your character's been there, how have you been calling her? Because if you're calling her from, you know, say one of the business phones that she's been going off of, you wouldn't have been able to reach her because her cell phone shouldn't have any signal. Well, I mean, if you have a satellite phone, I mean, you, you can always do it that way. You wouldn't way. be using a sat phone as an everyday carry. See, I no. never thought of that. Well, I mean, you're also releasing, like, the old gods, you know. It's, it's kind of a special occasion. I don't, I don't think you would cheap out on, like, a bad cell phone. <laughs> yep, yep, okay, yeah, but, dude, dude, keep in mind, A, sat phones are expensive. They're very expensive to use, that's, like, they, that's the one detail of plot that really bothers you is how she was no, able that's to just, communicate. There's several things, but that's one that stands out that kind of unravels <laughs> it all. Listen, do you want me to be critical of this game or do you want me to give it a pass? Listen, was... ladies, calm down. Holy. <laughs> <Only>. So. <laughs> Gone for one week and you're at each other's throats. Right. So, anyways. If it was a sat phone, like, okay, so are you saying that she's been using a sat phone since, the, you know, since he, she's given him his number? Or she's, well, I mean, since she's given her They also bought, like, a bunch note? of camera equipment to lure the main character in. If you're spending money, you're like, hey, why don't we just chuck in a nice sat phone so we can all stay communicated? Oh, yeah, that's, that's Dude, a pretty good idea. You know, that way we can trick the guy into finding all the crap for us. It's like, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I'm yeah, just telling you guys whole now, issue with, but... Yeah, but there's a whole issue with that, though. Uh, is a I can't quite remember if sat phones can actually receive calls, but even if they can't, or sorry, even if if they can, that number that phone number would be different. That phone number is not going to be the same as her personal cell phone number. We're going off on a tangent that's boring to me. I can only imagine how boring it is to people that are listening. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, point is, is, there's a lot of plot holes. That's the whole point of this discussion. Is that this game? You know, it, there's a lot of plot holes. You know, like my thing is, who who pretended to be the film director? Who was the guy? Well, he wasn't who, pretending. There were several films that he worked he on. He was an actual film director that was just part yeah. of this cult that helped exactly. set him up. Well, yeah, I didn't see him get included towards the end. So maybe I, I just didn't see that part, but. Well, how do you know? You didn't know what his face looked like. Plus, they were all wearing masks. Yeah, they were all wearing masks and robes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I couldn't even tell who was his did wife. Not move at all. <laughs> what? <laughs> the characters, like, if you actually paid attention to the final scenes, right, where you get to meet the group of people, the only group of people in this entire game, mind you, right? You don't see a single soul. No, they you don't do. move. They're you just do. a very static. Yeah, you very do. Static. There's a character that runs across the uh, the balcony, yeah, the the balcony bridge, the library, saying he's out. Uh, How did he get out? And you see it, yeah, you see a woman running across. In fact, it's I think you see a man later on, uh, who's running from something. I think you, yeah, you see a couple characters actually moving around during the game. There's not now for anybody still confused on the storyline because uh, Caden and Austin decide to argue about cell phones. (laughs) basically there is a cult-like group that is hell-bent on raising the old gods from what i can only assume is hell 
discount when the planets whatever and the planets align (laughs) (laughs) so they're trying to bring the old gods back to the world so that that's basically the plot line yeah it's got i mean it's got a lovecraftian kind of feel to it i mean you could replace ashgate university with miskatonic university cthulhu with the weird octopus discount cthulhu they've got and you've you've got cthulhu raising cthulhu from the dead i think it was Mm -hmm. more like you know it's just a sealed portal it wasn't hell you know it's nothing like cthulhu because I, mean, I think that, that yeah, that's it was my mind stuff. went back to like Disney's Hercules when right. <laughs> the Titans are trapped underground. Right. Yeah, it's no, like, oh, um, where's Zeus? And and like like we were saying, it's a it's a narrative, so it's a narrative focused game. So you're not gonna have a lot of, you know, um riveting gameplay. It's a lot of walking. Uh there's a few puzzles. Um, one in particular where you're in a, a hurigulum, hurigulum, however you pronounce that. Um and you're having to you know, uh, do a few puzzles over there. And beyond that, it's really just a scavenger hunt kind of looking around. And a lot of the game is you focusing on the storyline and some of the other like kind of neat little references you can get from the sculptures and whatnot. Again, I'm going to be a little more leeway with this game than I will be. Than I would be with something like Crucible because of the circumstances of how it was made. I don't find the few, you know, the the few plot holes that are actually in here that I have an issue with, and that I think are actually you know relevant enough to you know gripe about. I don't find them condemning enough to take you know to to take away several you know, a a good rating from the guy because I mean, I do. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not going to have any shame. This this thing will be ripped like, apart. Well, like even even the story issue with you know the wife partner thing, having a cell phone, but cell phones not working there, and her <laughs> all of a sudden appearing there. That one didn't even cross my radar because there's so many other things that I had issues with. Like what? Like what? The Cookie Monster. Well, the yeah, Hannibal no, Lecter. I didn't have an issue with that. That was funny. Yeah, like <laughs> I actually I actually want to know. You know what? What did you personally have issues with? Because I, okay, I genuinely so, want to know. For starters, when I read the description in Steam, it says uh, you examine architecture and artifacts to find clues. You don't do any of that. I mean, yeah, sure, do. not really. You don't I actually mean, you, participate you in you it at all. You as the player all. don't, but your character does. So that description's Great. not far off. <laughs> <laughs> so it's You're like terrible. telling the truth, but not the whole truth. That's. I think that's more of a, a No Man's Sky paradox of yeah don't know what that is and then another one use your expertise to decipher long forgotten languages and cryptic carvings again your character does that you don't actually do that you don't do any of the things that is said like it's just stuff that your character already knows how to do and does automatically there's no thought put into it for you what did i say in one of my notes i'm not done i'm not done you asked my opinion i'm not done <laughs> Solve the puzzles that block your progress. The puzzles are freaking mazes. Like my five-year-old daughter could solve. They are mazes. Like literally start here, end here, mazes. And they're not even difficult. If that is their idea of a puzzle, like those are the kinds of things that I had problems with. All of the big things that make games important, he didn't do. He put a lot of thought into the comedy, the art, the uh, graphics, um, statues, the 
lore on all of the old gods was, I assume, accurate, but I didn't actually, you know, research it because I don't care enough. All of that stuff, he did so much research on. But he didn't do what he needed to do to make the game good. So allow me to rebut. No. (laughs) Okay, well, I'm going to do it anyway. (laughs) So... With the so with the descriptions, I think that's a disconnect between what he thought he was conveying and what the the average player would read off of those descriptions, uh, or or maybe you know pe- you know players similar to you uh, you in your particular case where you think that there's going to be more to it than what was conveyed. Uh, no Man's Sky, the the creative director, the creative director at No Man's Sky had a similar issue because he would go into all these interviews. And they, you know, ask, is this going to be in it? And he just kind of chuckled and be like, yeah, because he's not a PR guy. So he didn't know that every time he said that something would be in there, people would take that, take it for his word, and then hype it up and expect it to be in there full force, no bugs at all. And so, you know, that, that, that game's come back through and, you know, that game's revitalized. I think that's a similar issue here. I think that what he tried to convey in the description didn't match what was actually in the game. And I think that was a slight disconnect between what he thought he was telling the player was going to be in there and what the player perceives as was going to be in there. I didn't read the description because I usually don't. I just go off of what the gameplay looks like because I don't trust descriptions anyway. Similar to why I don't always trust game reviews because sometimes they don't always paint the best picture. Or let me phrase it. They don't always paint the whole picture. And sometimes I'm willing to forgive things like that because I don't always find that big of an issue. Aren't you Mother Teresa and all of this? I forgive you, my son, because you did this all by yourself. Namaste. In, t- yeah, in terms of the puzzles, I can... I'm pretty I can, sure Mother I, Teresa, I Mother Teresa pre- never said namaste. I don't know. The point is, is that I, I can respect Caden. You're, you're trying like, dude, this guy did it by himself. I'll give you that. But there is still a lot of issues that we're more than happy to point out, at least for me and Kat's perspective. I don't know about like you guys, but I I was like, why is there a cookie monster Hannibal Lecter in this? Because See, I like it's a, that. It's a, because it's a sculpture. It was a sculpture. I of one of the like students. that. That's probably my favorite part yeah. of the game. Um, I so and, cookie monster and, and a Hannibal Lecter mask. Yeah, the Great. issues the issues that you guys are pointing out, with the exception of the objective one, because I didn't find it. I don't know what was wrong, what was going on with you, Austin, but it wasn't that bad. Uh, Actually, I really didn't like it either. It wasn't that bad. Just the walk. objective button was so difficult for me. It, then it I ha- points I an arrow to-, to your objective. What more do you want? Like maybe a little bit and more interesting stuff. And that you the want fact the game to hold use... your hand and lead you no. towards the lead you to the best path towards the objective. No, just really because just that's like, what that's that's almost what you're saying. Maybe actually point in a general direction. It did. I don't care. It, did. it literally <laughs> pointed at the exact direction <laughs> of the objective. Okay, okay. Kaden, I can feel Kaden. your blood pressure rising. Yeah. Kaden. Take a breath. You need to chill. No, Austin, wow. you're the one that's causing this, so shh. Womp womp. Everybody needs to just take a breath. Yeah. Calm down. Um, Holy. In terms of the puzzles, so, I agree with you, Kat. They were like luster. Um, I will agree yeah. that even though it did, you do do exactly what it says in the description. Um, I was not expecting a quick, a lousy quick time event for observing it. Although I will say that 
again, being that he coded it himself, once I found that out, I can kind of realize why he did that because especially with him putting, you know, assuming that all the information on like the gods and uh, what sorts of runes are used in what certain time period and what certain time periods match what era. Uh, if all that research is correct, I understand why. Because that would have taken up the majority of his time. And that would have been difficult itself to get right thoroughly. I would have preferred that he make up gods or get historically inaccurate facts. Yeah, but then he would have had to change almost the entire game. It wouldn't have been the same game. No, it would have been better because there would have been more playing. <laughs> well, then like I said, it's a narrative, it's a narrative focused game. The the appeal, the the player market or what's the word I'm thinking of? The player base that he's targeting with this game are people who enjoy games that are primarily focused to tell a story. It's almost on the, like, they want games that are almost on the verge of you literally just staring at an in-game campfire and listening to some old guy narrate a story to you. It's, exactly it's a lot of exposition. It, it's what this game is. It's a narrative-focused game. And he achieved that. 100%, he achieved a very narrative focus. And I think the narrative is really well done. Uh, with the exception of the minor, of, of the, of the, you know, plot errors towards the end. I wouldn't say they're minor because I think that the one with his wife is major in my opinion and with a few of the minor plot holes kind of scattered around. But beyond that, he did a good job, especially, again, considering that he did all this by himself. I swear to God, if I hear you say that one more time, I'm going to He did this by himself. Smack you. Shut up. <laughs> Austin, yeah. for once, I would rather listen to you. Oh, well, here's my opinion. Even though he did it by himself, even though it probably does cost a lot of money to be a startup, it's still a startup. You still consider things so that way, you know, you have an overall good success for a video game. You do consulting. You say, hey, should I get an historical aspect? Should I get someone who actually is like knows about this, you know, just to check my work? Or maybe, hey, you know. See if someone should say, yeah, you probably should make the game a little bit longer. Add some more content. Even if you talk to his mama, I don't care. You know, just, just to, to, to talk to somebody about so it. How do you know there were so many issues that could have been fixed. How do you and know yes, he Caden. didn't? Well, what have you been Caden? just saying the last like, half hour? He did it. So, yes, I said he did it himself. <laughs> but hold oh on. God. Hold on. It's hold Austin's on. turn to talk. <laughs> <laughs> Point is, it's even if he had to talk to, you know, like get on a forum, if you say as he did, like monkey say monkey do, that he did it all by himself, you know, he should take the time to consider, hey, maybe I should check some stuff out, add some more content, even though it was 20 bucks, I'm not going to sweat over it. But if I can be a game in like three hours, and there's no extra content, there's no extra plot twists or you know different endings i could have accepted that at least the wrong choice of puzzle could have given you a totally different outcome that would have been i would have been okay with that i would have been okay with that too that's actually a good idea yeah because then hey if you fudge up on a puzzle or you forget like a, a piece of the mystery right like if you didn't find out specific stuff from a you know specific part of the map maybe it changes the outcome that would have been really cool to see but there was no consideration for that whatsoever. I, you know, it just, it just kind of bombed for me at that point. There was just not enough content 
to keep me engaged. I, I, there was and, no choice. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree that I wish there was a little more content. I wish there was about six hours worth. I wish there was about as much content as your typical, you know, I wish there was enough to put enough hours in as your typical Call of Duty campaign. So I will give you that. I do wish there was more. Um, granted, I think the way, I think I, he released it at a good enough state where he could still make money left. Uh, but I'm sure he probably left a lot on the cutting room floor because sometimes you have to do that in the, yeah, in the, the game good design stuff. process. What'd you say, Kat? Yeah, he left all the good stuff on the floor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Like so, he... And, and, and here's, like, here's why I'm being so like, and emphasizing oh, that it was Lord. just Lord. Again. Uh, are you going to let me finish? Are you going to keep... <laughs> You've okay. said it like a hundred times. Because I keep hearing Austin saying he should have consulted, he should have done this. And what I was about to say, if you let me finish, was that I've been living with four game design majors for the past year. And watching them spend half a day just trying to figure out a very basic, basic programming for a game gives some it gives kind of a of a mindset to the the challenges that people who actually make video games have to go through. So that's why I'm being a lot more lenient is because to do all this work and who knows maybe he did have a consultant that he didn't mention on the uh, very brief di- you know about description of his website. Like maybe he did have a history consultant that he had to pay money to make sure that his stuff was accurate because he didn't have time to do the research. And maybe he did have a couple people who looked at the game and play tested it to make sure it worked. But I think that to say that a startup, someone who just released their first game, well, you should have you done this. Well, you should have done that because every good game studio does this. I think that's ignorant. Because, well, yes, it would have been nice if you could have done that to smooth things out in the game. I think that, I, I don't think that was an option for him. I honestly don't. I get that. And I get that, <laughs> you know, he did it by himself. I get that. Last time I mentioned that, I but promise. You have the audacity to charge $20 for a game that is not worth $20. That is not even worth $5. I, I'd pay want, five bucks for it. I wouldn't. I, I'd easily pay five bucks for it. I wouldn't. See, or but here's or the thing. advertise it as something else. Don't yeah. advertise it as some kind of a puzzle game that makes you, like, think. See, I don't think he ever advertised it exactly as a puzzle game. Puzzles are mentioned. Solve the puzzles that block your progress. Yeah, and then that's kind of like the whole gist of it. I mean, you know, you try to solve the puzzles. That's the, the description of it, Caden. And that's what's really important. When you're a video game startup, you want to provide an accurate description, a vague exactly. description, but you still want to kind of punch the nose a little bit. You want to say, hey, you explore or, hey, you solve a mystery. But when you mention puzzles, I think of mechanics or I think of, hey, you got to get this in the right spot and try to solve how you escape a room. That, that was, there was not a lot of that. There sure. wasn't a lot of it. It was in there. Again, mm-hmm. that's like me going to law school for a day and saying, yeah, I'm going to school to be a lawyer, but then not going ever again because I went once. Well, it depends on when you said it. If you said, if you said that you're going to school to be a lawyer before the first day, oh my then gosh. you're correct. 
I think, Caden, you're trying so hard to give this guy some slack, <laughs> and I can appreciate because, your effort. Because you guys are... I'm not are, trying to take away from what he did. And, and I, I know you're not. And it's... Because you guys are making good points, but me personally, as someone who does not make games for a living and only likes to rant about it in super long, uh, selfish rant, or uh, narcissistic time rants, time-consuming rants, um, mm -hmm. I almost feel as though you guys are looking at this from a pseudo triple A, not quite, but kind of getting there, triple A sort of title. Almost like Amazon's Crucible. Kind of look at it from that limelight. Uh, nope. Or at least, you know, it sounds kind of like from Austin's point of view. Um, when, it, again, this is not that. It is not a triple A release. It's nowhere close. It's, I know. I it's a launch pad. I know. <laughs> and, and like I said, it's, it's not necessarily you. But uh, and from the looks of it, the reviews have been, I mean, they're mixed now, but overall, they're mostly positive. Out of the yeah, I don't know how. I'm sorry? I don't know how. Because it's not that bad of a game. I mean, yeah, I wouldn't pay it's... 20 bucks for it. I do think, I, I, I think 15 would have been a good mark. Mm-mm. But who knows? Maybe that was the only price he could release this in hopes of it breaking even. And plus, I mean, if Steam will sometimes give you a, re a, a refund, even if it's, you know, you've played it for more than two hours. So you can still always try and refund it. I mean, I might because I finished it and there's nothing else to do in it. There's no alternate storylines. There's no alternate ending. There's no literally no choice in the game at all. Yeah, I, 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 I will agree with you there. I do wish that the, like, the choices you made throughout the game affected it. I also couldn't stand the constant changing of objectives when you're in the middle of trying to go to an objective. That's the problem that I had with objective, objectives. That and the fact that it doesn't give you a map. There's only a specific, like, it's so easy to get lost. See, and that's the thing. Like, you, you could totally have found, like, a map that you could have torn off the wall. That could have been a feature so that way, you know, hey, check this out. This is where you've been, etc. I mean, there technically was a map in the game. There were a couple yeah, maps in the game. Yeah, but it doesn't show your, your previous progress, Kate. No, it, it doesn't, doesn't show you. That's not even what I'm talking about. I kept getting lost. Yeah, I didn't know where I the maps I were. Didn't get, I didn't really they get were, lost. I did get stuck near the east parking lot. Uh, because it was telling me I need to search for the missing crew members. And I looked there and I was like, okay, I've looked here. I've looked all over. I've picked up the clipboard 10 times. Uh, there's nothing here. And it wasn't until you started walking back. I started yeah, walking back. The area, and it did and not it's convey like, that. Then you progressed. Yeah. yeah. It, it did not convey that whatsoever. And so I was like, oh, wow. Good job. And see, that's where the content, that's where it kind of sucks away from it, Caden. It's just those specific things where it says, hey, you need to search the specific area right. and then yeah. it doesn't tell you to leave the area or say, Hey, you've done your investigation. The area is complete. Leave the area now. Right. That's the part of the content where I, you know, and I get it, Caden, it's not a triple A release. This is a one man show buckaroo type <laughs> of I started, uh, okay, video I've heard game. Wow. Well, Austin, I, really I don't need to hear from you now too. Yeah, you have, you have <laughs> too but, much. It's, it's the same thing. It's the problem is, is the content. The problem is he didn't make objectives easy to, to say, hey, you, you've already done your part. Or, you know, to add some content, hey, if you make this choice to not decide to save 
the girl in the hole and continue on your way, like whatever, right? Maybe it has a negative consequence you wouldn't have considered, but there is still the lack of that content, the lack of, you know, maybe he was just one short idea. Maybe he could have released it as a demo instead and then had the proper, if not, you know, adequate funding or support. Maybe he could have, you know, because people have that nowadays. They have fundraisers sites where you say, hey, I need someone to volunteer like four or five hours of their like, you know, time to give me an idea of what I should do. That's called free labor. That doesn't happen. And there you go. That's he could have. T- free labor doesn't the- happen. And fundraising sites very rarely kick off. It's only. Okay, so the- I'm sorry. Free labor doesn't happen. But in the off chance, you know, one in 10 million chance that the guy who designed this game actually listens to our podcast. I'm also from Alberta, Canada. And I offer to consult on a video game for free <laughs> for your next project. You know what? If I you will give can, you if, if my you opinion. If you offer to consult on a video game, I will personally fly myself up to Canada just to come witness that happen. Okay, listeners, do you Again, have your goal? Do you have for your objective? free. For free. I don't have any background in anything, but give me the layout of the game. And I'll tell you what it needs to include because you on your <laughs> own, buddy. She will be. She is volunteering a peer review process, and probably you need someone to bounce testing. ideas off of because if you did bounce ideas off of someone, they're not really your friends. They lied to you, or they're just not into video games. You need someone who is very professional, cat. Very professional. <laughs> yeah, no. I am and, and definition not, of professional. Yeah, I'm not saying this doesn't have problems because it definitely does, but I. I'm willing to give it a pass on those. Uh, I do hope this guy uh, is very, you know, this ends up launching his his studio. And I hope the studio becomes successful because I'm kind of interested to see what he puts out next. Uh, wow. Me you know too. This, Especially if I consult on it. This is the Metropolis episode from Sadis. This is what that is right now. In what way? Have you, you've li- you haven't listened to the Metropolis episode, have you? I don't know. So, Metropolis is, is a very, very old sci-fi movie. Um, oh, yeah. I don't think I have. That they reviewed on Smoking and Drinking in Space, which you can find uh, on SmokingandDrinkingSpace.com or on Apple Podcast. And, or on CreativeBrainCandy.com. Yeah. There, too. Yeah. Um, and Jason, uh, the, the main host on there. See, you just made two enemies. Was... By saying me. He home. is. He's he's the OG. <laughs> <laughs> he's the OG over there. Um he defended it wholeheartedly and defended the the points that Crowley and Rob tried to make against it. Um I personally agree with Jason's views or viewpoints on on the movie. Uh, I think they're they're sound and they're logical. Uh and this is that. It's one person who's defending it and probably annoying the crap out of the other two co-hosts or other two 100%. hosts. 100%. While the that other two statement, hosts 100%. Are, yeah, are, are explaining why they didn't like it and why their wrong opinions uh, are valid. You just said that you agree with a lot of our opinions. So how are they wrong? <laughs> well, See, yeah, you'll say anything. No, no, you'll hold say on, anything. Hold on. No, I agree with the complaints you have about this game. I don't agree that it detracts from this game or that they are as severe that that some of them are as severe as you guys make them out to be to believe like the objective uh, marker 
it wasn't that bad. Also, just, I just run around. That's a little thing compared to the big flaws in the game. Anyways, I'm, I'm, yeah. Let's just do our final. <laughs> yeah, I'm done. This is obviously just going in I'm circles. I'm done arguing. Yeah. This, We've already lost yeah. the two listeners Can't argue with stupid, right, Caden? What's that? What? What'd you hmm? say, Kat? Nothing. <laughs> Arturia, if you could, when you're editing this, go ahead and pump that up just to make sure it's audible. He said you can't argue with stupid. Oh. I'm arguing with you. Oh. Yeah, because I'm not the stupid one, which is why I'm choosing to give up because I cannot argue with stupid. Austin, what did you think of the game overall? <laughs> wow, way to put me on the spot here, people. I was trying to avoid this fight, but now you've brought me into a cat. Well, yeah, so, because you are a host of the podcast and your <laughs> thing is at the top the of the show notes. You guys. Uh, but if I have to, then I must. And Caden, this is where I'm just going to shred this thing because I literally beat this in three hours. There was no jump scares worthy enough for me in this genre of game. There was nothing. The plot, yes, it had a very good curio bit of intrigue at the beginning, right? little bit of mystery solving like oh look there's nobody here <laughs> look kind of scooby-doo-ish but with a little bit of hint of cthulhu right kind of gets the the stuff going and i'll agree with cat on one good thing the cookie monster it wasn't weird but it was definitely interesting something that you know you can find throughout the game is little art structures which is which is okay that's kind of a collectible situation and i kind of liked it but the fact that the o button for the objectives uh, it, it could have been better done. It, it could have had like a generalized direction in hallways instead of, hey, it's generally across this area. I, you know, it's just a maze. If you were to take out a lot of that aspects, this game would probably could be beaten in less than like two hours. And the map thing was just lame to me. The, the fact that you had to not only find a, a telephone booth to contact somebody, but to find the maps to be able to be like, okay, where am I at? What section of area can I actually walk through? Because it didn't tell you exactly. It, it said, hey, here's some open areas. Here are the departments. Now you try to figure out what departments you are actually allowed to walk through and have fun. It just, it was just, it was just a pain in my butt, to be honest. And then you'd realize how short it is. Um, and it, and it wastes your time like a rat maze altogether when you're looking over just that one objective instead of like, oh, yeah, I have to go over here. Oh, wait, now this objective thing is telling me to go over there. And yeah, Caden, I, I, it's a pass for me. Two out of 10 is a great idea. There could have been a lot of cool solutions that he could have added in regards to the content. But it was a terrible execution and a big waste of my time. Kat, let's, let's see how you shred this bad boy up. Well, you don't want to hear what Austin has or what uh, Kate has to say. No, uh, I think we should let it, you know, let let the shredding be done, and so that way Caden can pick up the pieces and try to put together this broken balloon. I want to hear what Caden has to um, argue Offer. against some of your points first, because I know that he has some. <laughs> okay, so okay. first quick jab. Uh, you were complaining about how this game was short, and you want to remove, uh, you want to make it shorter by moving the slight exploration you had to do. But anyways, so like I, like I mentioned, the, the side objective thing I found annoying where you'd be walking around uh, trying to do one objective, 
and it give you another, and so you just never complete the objective. Uh, or sometimes, um, uh, what's the word? Um, objective or uh, cute events um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. didn't did start up when they when they probably should have. Uh, you know, I found those kind of annoying. But again, I didn't really encounter too many of like the what the heck am I supposed to do because I'm here but it's not giving me anything. Uh, I did get one side objective where, hey, uh, you you call up a university student that goes, you know, hey, there's a storage crate back uh, over by one of these stone or one of these sculptor, uh, one of these like little natural sculptors, sculptures. Oh, yeah. And yeah, you could open it up and there's some goodies in there. Uh, you could open with a fire extinguisher. I'm like, oh yeah, side objectives of this? Heck yeah, I'm gonna go do that. Screw the main objective. Went, tried to do that, found the exact place. No storage container, no fire extinguisher, nothing. Um, did find that a bit n- annoying. Um, I remember that one. What was his name? Len something. Oh, uh, it's something like that. And then your character is like, how'd you find that out? Because he's telling him that you can break <laughs> into like, the storage thing. Uh, YouTube. <laughs> YouTube? <laughs> <laughs> and your character is just like, dude, I'm not your mom. Just don't get caught. The comedy in this game is great oh yeah it's fantastic and i i like, really like the narrative i thought it was well done i think it was a good choice on him to make sure the voice acting and the uh music composition was done by professionals because i don't i think that would have actually made this game unplayable if that had been bad i would have actually been a lot more critical of this just because it would have been a generally bad game um again i don't mind a walking simulator because this wasn't touted as a horror um game with jump scares. So I wasn't expecting jump scares. Um, and I don't mind a walking simulator since it was to- already toting itself as a walking simulator where you explore, you bask in the scenery, you listen for the slight uh, references to IRL events like Harrison Ford and whatnot. Um, and, you know, the little the cool little sculptures I found and the cookie monster with the Hamble mask and some of the characters comments towards some of the things that you know the partner says or things that the partner says about things that they do um i think the twist again i think the twist ending at the end was super dumb um and too sudden i think that if they would have kept that i think more of a transition or maybe a little like a tight a hint of evidence that his wife was the leader of that really weird cult even though there was no evidence and you think he would have caught on by then Foreshadowing, you mean? Foreshadowing, yeah. Uh, I promise I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, the graphics were good, uh, especially for an indie game. I definitely see much worse. And most of the game mechanics work well. I don't know what Austin's issue was or Kat's slight issue was with it, with the navigation. The only times I got lost was the few times when the objective cues or the the instance cues were in the wrong place and i you know was just kind of wondering what the heck do i do but i really didn't ever get lost and then once or twice that i did kind of get lost like whenever i was in the big middle of campus trying to find a particular building just kind of backtrack yeah make sure you don't miss it and then you keep going sure map probably would have been helpful but I think that would have taken away from some of the gameplay. I think yeah, that, like hours. <laughs> and I think Sorry. I will, and I think that having your objective button points you down each tiny path that you want 
first of all, would have been much more difficult to code. And second, uh, I think that would have made the player too reliant on it. The game was kind of meant for you to kind of explore and look into every nook and cranny to find little Easter eggs. And I think that adding that hand-holding objective would have defeated that. It would have made it a lot more boring. So overall, um, I'm going to give it a 5 out of 10. I think it's a good effort. Uh, I do hope this game is successful enough for him to continue, maybe get a couple more people on, uh, and hopefully make a better game in the future because I really do want him to succeed. And I don't agree with people giving him as much flack as he's gotten. The 19 people that have given him bad reviews. I haven't even written a review, so I'm not one. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right, your turn to rant, Kat. All right. I don't know why you think I have such an issue with the objective button. I I said you had a slight issue. Because I think you mentioned like once or twice that it was kind of my problems. My problems with the game, say they rank from one to five. Okay. One being the worst, five being kind of like a eh, whatever. Okay. The objective thing is like, I don't know, four. Yeah, that's that's about what Not that me. important. Yeah, I can see that. But, I mean, there were issues with the objective, like not queuing objectives. Yeah, that w- I would probably that, place it like a two. Yeah, that, that, that's one thing. But again, there's no choice in this game, so it doesn't, doesn't queue them. You can't 100% the game because you can't finish some of them. Uh, yeah. I was excited to do this game because it advertised puzzles, but it's basically just a game where you run around campus like a drunk frat boy (laughs) while the game will occasionally throw a puzzle at you in the form of a maze that, again, my five-year-old daughter could solve. Uh, The points of interest were literally all rocks with stuff carved into them. And it didn't even give you a chance to help solve or anything. It just basically read you facts. It's like fun facts, but not fun. And again, although I assume the research done on the lore around the old gods was correct, the rest of the storyline, not sucked, but it, it, it left more to be desired. And it left a lot of unanswered questions. For instance, and answer us as we can, the people that were running on the top and, like, running away from something or someone. Who were they running away from? I'm imagining that either that was the little Cthulhu BCC in the library, because that's what that's what the woman originally was running towards, was saying, oh, no, it's gotten out in the library. How'd it get there? Or who, or who put it there? Are you talking about the giant Cthulhu thing? Yeah, so when you're walking around, you'll eventually pass, like, uh, I want to say it was a script, little scripted event where you're walking around. I think you were told to head towards the library. And when you yeah, get okay. there, there's so, that. So did nobody go behind it and see that it was robotic? I did. It was so easy. And then it's like, yeah. well, why are the eyes still moving if there's no one like handling this thing? And it's like, okay, so then, it adds a little creep factor. So then that was either one of the cult members acting to get them towards there to bait him into going to the jump scare that knocked him out, then put him into the ritual, blah, 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 which, yeah, that's putting everything in the kitchen sink, your plan. Or that was an actual bystander. Gotcha. Nonetheless, what I found weird was that there was so much attention to detail in certain aspects of the game. And you can tell that there was a lot of thought put into Mm -hmm. those portions, like the statues or 
for instance, I saw a silhouette in a window. Yeah, you yeah, like you that showed me creepy. that. I missed that completely. Like, weird. Uh, but there was no thought put into the stuff that actually mattered. Again, I go over the about me section of the game on Steam, um, saying things like architecture, artifacts, find clues, use your expertise to decipher long-forgotten languages and cryptic carvings, solve puzzles that block your progress. It's misleading. It's very misleading. This game is basically like a short indie film that they've made small modifications to to turn it into a video game. You have more choice in a choose-your-own-adventure show on Netflix. Ouch. What's true. No, it really is true. Like, there's just no true. choice. Fair, but there's I don't think it also game. ever touted itself as a choose-your-own-adventure. Yeah, granted, there were choose-your-own-diet. I'm, okay. I'm not saying that that's what it said. I'm just saying you have absolutely no choice in the game. It's basically like a movie yeah, it's, where you it's have to click scripted. stuff to make it keep going. Yeah, I'll yes. give you that. So, to anyone hoping for a somewhat mentally stimulating game, I say take that $20 that you would have spent on this game and buy the mobile game, The Room. It's a puzzle game that actually makes you think and you'll save yourself $18. Oh, there you go. It's a nice little diversion, cat. Nice diversion. Also, it has three parts. So, I mean, for less than you spend on this game, you can have hours of fun puzzle solving in a game that you can still buy. I mean, you can get free ones for sure, but this one's actually pretty good. And save yourself money. Well, now I'm so, going to save all of us here because it uh, is not, time. Hey, who it said is I time. was done? Who said no. I was done? You don't get to cut me off. Uh, no. No. I literally had one more point. Two out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> That's the last thing. Yeah, you didn't That's even let me finish. Oh, actually, also, to the gentleman that made, or gentleman, I don't know, woman or gentleman that made this it's, game. It's a guy. It's a guy. Okay. You can reach out to me. I'll help you. <laughs> Join our Discord. For free. It's on our website at BadGamersAnonymous.com. I hope he does. I doubt he will, but I hope he does. <sighs> well, we'll just have to keep out for that. If that actually does happen, I will want to hear that experience. We'll have to make like a segment or segue for it. Right. Yeah, you don't want any terrible segues. <laughs> I'm done now. Uh, well, hopefully next week we're going to be doing a good game. Uh, Heck yeah. I've played. Yeah, I, I know Austin and I have already played a little bit of it. Uh, and I'm stoked. However, there's one person that I think, even with the combined stokedness of Austin and I, and possibly Kat when she play, plays it, we won't even get to 5% of his excitement. Because uh, next week, we're bringing the OG Mr. Crowley onto the show, who's been waiting for Ooh. years for Ghost of Tsushima to release. That's going to be a review next week. And as a celebration of, his, of its release, and because he's been waiting for this game for several years, we're bringing him on as a guest and I can't wait because I always love when Mr. Crowley could come on and who's that his banter. Who? Mr. Crowley. I don't know who that is. No, you don't? No, not a clue. Hmm. This game has probably been so traumatic for, for her Caden that she's forgotten who people are because <laughs> she's had to focus on this maze like rat game. That she's been too traumatized. It's okay. We'll forgive you, Kat. I wasn't asking for forgiveness. Thank you. Oh, man. <laughs> Regardless, sorry this episode's a little longer than usual. And I uh, hope you enjoyed the circular argument that we had uh, during the podcast. If you'd like to come hang out with us or leave us your feedback, you can join the Creative Brand Candy server uh, by going to our website at badgamersanonymous.com and clicking the link in the top right corner. 
If you'd like to get your hands on some CBC merch, including ours, you can go to creativebraincandy.com and click the link in the top right corner that says merch. Uh, the link to our specific merch page is also on our website, right next to the Discord link. From all of us at Baggies Anonymous, possibly a slightly higher blood pressure from all of the arguing, myself, Kat, and Austin, we're signing off. Y'all have a good one. Thank you for listening to Bad Gamers Anonymous. Follow Bad Gamers Anonymous on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Bad Gamers Anonymous podcast, on Instagram at Bad Gamers Anonymous, and on Twitter at, at Bad Gamers Anon. You can contact Bad Gamers Anonymous by emailing badgamerspodcast at gmail.com. Bad Gamers Anonymous is hosted by Kat and Austin, edited by Arturo Garcia, and produced by Jason Mixon and James Geem.